Hello and welcome back to the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is Lucy Gilman, I'm Deputy Editor at B2B Marketing and I'll be your host. Joining me on today's episode, we have Jacob Golding, VP of Strategy at Just Global. On today's episode, we'll be exploring all things democratizing intelligence and how you can get started on your own journey. But first things first, Jacob, welcome to the show. Hey, welcome. Good to speak to you. Great. And just to kick things off, could you tell us a bit more about yourself, about Just Global and your journey there? Yeah, sure. Love to. Uh, I always say that I'm lucky to work in a fun business of behavioral change uh, versus saying anything to do with strategy, because really what we're about is helping marketers uh, really develop the right programs uh, that help people, their customers, uh, change behavior and support those those behavioral changes. Uh, and then on, we'll get into this when we when we talk through some of the topics I think we've got planned. But it's also helping marketing leaders change the aspect of how their teams go to market, not just marketing, but sales and commerce uh, uh, teams as well. So it's a fun business and a fun time to be be working in that. And just global, I'm part of a global team of strategists. Uh, and really, our, our first point of conversation is around the business challenge and bringing in the customer understanding and, and merging that together so that we have a clearer path of, of how to go to market and, and uh, deliver strong, resilient businesses to the world. Sounds amazing. And as I said at the start, we're here today to talk about democratizing intelligence. So before we get into the nitty gritty, could you just tell us a bit more about it and how it came to be? Yes, I think uh, if you sitting, talking, listening, observing uh, marketers, uh, really their big focus uh, is to understand the mercurial aspects of their customers and really evangelize how the customer, the accounts and the people that sit within those accounts are working to make a buying decision, how they think, how they behave and how they operate. And we all have silos in any organization, in any business. And the, the challenge is breaking down those silos. We talk a lot about it as, as entrepreneurs, as business people, as marketers, but they still exist because people are focused on those roles. So providing the methods, the tools and the frameworks and also inviting people into the conversation across the organization, we can start to break down those silos and barriers and start to think about how decisions are made based on a common understanding. Uh, and then within that, there's a democratization process that happens, uh, which then leads to, uh, in the moment, decision-making that drives uh, uh, the uh, capturing the right opportunity in the market. Mm. And am I right in remembering that you came up with the term? Uh that's fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not been trademarked or IP'd, but it's a, it's a concept that mm. is there for the, for the world. And it's not, it's not talked about a huge amount, but when we go into clients and talk to clients and marketers and brands, uh, it definitely is a need uh, out there. So that's fine. Yeah. We'll definitely put a little copyright logo next to it when we publish. <laughs> Now, the practice of sharing intelligence across your organization sounds simple in theory, but it's clearly something that we're not proactively doing in B2B. Why do you think that is? 
I think there's a there's a number of of aspects. I think a lot of uh, especially given the headwinds that we have from an economic perspective, whichever market and whichever territory you're in, there's a drive to make sure that the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and we're, we're capturing revenue where we can. So there's very much focus on eyes on the prize, so to speak. And as we go through that process, the ability to, to take the longer view of what data is telling us, what intelligence is informing us. So there's a difference between uh, data insight and intelligence insight. Data insight tends to be more focused on there's a data point and I'm tying it together and it's giving me an insight that I can go and behave and act in a certain way. The intelligence aspect is a taking a longer view. It's built up, it's cumulative, it's stayed the course. We're getting a stronger understanding of the customer and their changing behaviors. Uh, and that's then moved and is accessible to multiple players within the organization. So it takes a different muscle memory. It takes a different awareness of, and, and also uh, uh, intent around what we need to be capturing so that we can gain competitive advantages, uh, making small decisions that are connected between marketing and sales versus larger strategic decisions around how do we position our, our solution, our platforms, our technology in the market to break through that noise. So it's not just about what the customer's telling us, it's connecting the dots over the longer term. And that takes different tools, platforms, and methods to be able to, to bring that to life. You mentioned gaining a competitive advantage. What are some of these advantages and what are some of the other core benefits of democratizing intelligence? So one of the core advantages I mentioned before about uh, really the marketing marketer's role to, to really understand the mercurial nature of the people that make up uh, buying decisions within accounts. And I'm thinking from a B2B perspective. Uh, uh, one of the core areas is really to gain that audience clarity. So we can understand throughout the customers and the accounts journey of activity, uh, how we can help support their changes in behavior and help them align to make the right buying decision for them. And then thus also us, uh, the brands we work with. One of the the, the, the moments of, uh, uh, that sticks out in my mind was, was holding a, a workshop where we went through uh, a series of uh, data sessions and intelligence work that we pulled together and also extracting knowledge from the sales team, from the marketing team, from product marketing, uh, as well as field sales teams. And we mapped out a, a buyer's journey, a journey of activity that people were taking. And at the end of the first day, the sales leader turned around to me and said, now I get it. And I was confused. I said, well, what, what, what do you get now that you didn't get this morning? And he said, I understand now. I have a better clarity, a better understanding of who our customer is and the accounts that we need to be closing and their needs and desires and also how they work. Uh, before we were very focused, the sales organization 
he said today is very focused on we get the sales lead and we just go and, and look for the close. It's the ABCs always be closing, which is fine, but there may be other ways into that conversation that then drives greater opportunity for revenue. Uh, and that's where the competitive advantage comes in through they're able to close more effectively. And there's also synergy between what marketing and sales is doing. So there is this uh, uh, stronger advantage and also togetherness between them. Mm. And now that story of the sales leader, it might be a tad, it is a rather loaded question, but do you think people in B2B (laughs) truly know who their customers are? And what does that having that knowledge about who your customers are look like in practice? Yeah. I think there's always, I, the, the people do know who their customers are, but then the, the qualifying aspect is saying, who is the best customer for your solution versus is it, and we get this a lot with sales wants to target X thousands of accounts within their uh, uh, with their account list uh, that's great but but marketing needs to help support them to say okay who is the primary who is the the model client you can call it ICP you can call it whatever you like but who is who are we modeling behavior off and really focus on that core because at the end of the day our time is not elastic our resources are not elastic we need to do more with what we've got especially in the current economic environment. So prioritization of accounts, prioritization of who we need to be talking to as a brand, as a business is uh, is paramount. And that can be a change in muscle memory within the organization. It's a behavioral change that needs to happen. Uh, and then this is where uh, agencies come in is, is having an objective view, taking a outside in approach where it's all about being a challenging advocate, understanding the customer and what they need, but also understanding the business's data. Average, uh, what's the annual reoccurring revenue? What is lifetime value? What makes, what is the constitutes a profitable customer for you? And let's focus on that. And also it can be, you've landed a client, how do you capture a greater share of wallet? Expand. Uh, cross-sell and upsell. So what is that model behavior we need to look for, those patterns in, in the in the intelligence that we have that can help us focus our energies, our efforts to uh, have a greater return? You've mentioned uh, that phrase, change in muscle memory, uh, a few times yeah. now. What exactly do you mean by that and how can you make that a reality? Right. It's... The meaning behind it is I'm used to doing the same thing every day and my body, my muscle, my brain, my organization as an ecosystem uh, is used to behaving in certain ways. And and really the shift is about answering the questions before the questions are asked. So it's, it's having a what-if attitude and it's also being open to say, what else could we be doing? Is there a better, is there a smarter, is there a different way of approaching a problem? Uh, it's very easy to see a problem the same way 
all the time. But this is also where intelligence comes in and saying, what is the data showing us more from a longitudinal perspective over a period of time that we can start to understand those patterns of behavior from our customers and our core accounts? Where are they shifting and how are they shifting their decision making so we can be ahead and start to lead them as a brand? Uh, and it changes that, that memory function. Uh, and this is also where you break down silos and being able to understand what sales needs, what marketing needs, what product marketing needs, what customer service needs, uh, and, and giving them the right information to make the right decisions. Uh, the practical aspect of it is from a sales perspective, uh, I don't just want to look at territory. I need to look at accounts and what's happening within those accounts and where are those accounts up to with regard to are they ready to buy or they're not ready to buy? Should I spend time in A account versus a B account? And an understanding uh, how to look at uh, the information that, that's in front of them. So it changes how you work and how you operate from a day-to-day -day basis. And a lot of people are still remote uh, and we don't have that... Uh, quite the same opportunity to be together in the same room to talk about what we're seeing and how we're feeling about the market and certain customers. So uh, uh, it, the, the issue becomes a bit more pointed to be able to, to help solve. Mm. Amazing. And what would you say are some of the common challenges when it comes to democratizing intelligence and how can our listeners overcome them? Yeah, it's a good question. I think from a some of the common challenges is, is really having that clarity around how are people's attitudes changing from a customer and an account perspective. Having a shared understanding of what a good account is, what a good customer and the right roles are, uh, is, is definitely key. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was talking to some clients and said, who is a good customer for you? Well, marketing has one idea and sales has another idea. So talk to me about the difference between the two, because at the end of the day, the customer doesn't see the difference in your silos and your approaches to the world. So uh, I think the core is the, the, uh, those transformational leaders that are looking for a better, smarter way. It's rallying the troops, rallying the folks around common understanding, common language, common appreciation of who those customers are, how they're changing, how they're, how they're making the right buying decisions so that uh, they can, they can uh, uh, have a bigger impact in the world. So one is attitude. The second one is then committing the knowledge down on paper and having a shared perspective and being challenging advocates of that. So again, it's, it's somewhat easier when you're doing workshops because you're bringing people together and you're, and you're working to uh, uh, really get alignment. Uh, when we're not in the same space, it's easy for assumptions to creep in and those assumptions uh, start to drive a wedge around that common understanding of how we win in the market and where we need to win. And, uh, uh, and so those are the probably two core areas that, that sort of focus around the common challenges with, with our clients. Mm. And moving on, 
Can you tell us a bit more about the reporting side to democratizing intelligence and how that works? And if you have any bits of best practice you can pass on? Yeah. I think the working from the the, the, the end in mind, it's sort of it's saying to each person, each group, what do you need to be successful? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what is that view? What does it look like? So it's not just an executive dashboard. It also has uh, value at every level in the organization. Uh, there was an early experience when I was client side uh, many years ago of actually taking the reporting structure of a manufacturing company and aligning it all together. And there was an amazing amount of dead ends of reports and information that was mapped out and people said, well, I created that report. That's my job. Well, no, that that report goes nowhere. It doesn't add value to the decision-making of the organization. So being able to understand how each department works and how it starts to ladder up into a top sheet uh, is key. Like I mentioned before, sales, I need to see data from an account perspective, not a regional perspective. Marketers need to look at regional and key accounts. So being able to map that out. So that's the reporting aspect, which can start to come into KPIs, looking at data from a longitudinal perspective. But that's also in context of what the organization's seeing. Well, what's happening outside the organization? How are we capturing that knowledge and being able to to harness that intent data, uh, behavioral data, brand data. There's some really interesting uh, platforms out there where we can start to look at brand health as well and against the competitive set and spend levels from a marketing perspective. So we start to have strata that we're building out. And again, no silver bullets, but it's being built up over time. So it's not a one and done situation. It's a It's an always building upon, always asking, what is the right thing? What are we looking at? Do we have the right intelligence here that's informing the right decision? Again, it's it's over a period of time. Mm. Well, it goes back to what you, were, what you were saying about, you know, it's an attitude, an attitude shift or like a mindset, mindset change within an organization. Yes, yes. And we've, and, and, and kudos to, to B2B marketers, Uh, Over the last 8 to 10, 15 years, I've seen a huge shift in in, uh, how, I say collectively, we see the world. Uh, There's a lot more sophistication. There's a lot more uh, uh, very interesting tools and platforms that organizations are using and and really uh, building different ingredients together. To, to bring that to life. So there's a there's huge strides that have been taken. And B2B is very complex. It's not like consumer marketing where we're selling a can of Coke to somebody. There's a lot of complexity. And we've also got technology that we're marketing that is complex. So how do we distill it down? How do we make it simple? So there's a lot of work that people are doing. I think we're here really just to, to keep driving that spark and keep pushing and keep and being that challenging advocate to help folks work harder and smarter, I should say. Amazing. And now Just Global are, in case the name didn't give it away, a global <laughs> organization. 
And I will take a wild stab in the dark and assume that democratizing intelligence is harder to implement on a global scale than it is for a smaller local company. Would you agree with that? And how do things play out on an international stage? Right. Yes, it's it's uh, 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 the idea of being able to replicate a model uh, as well as expand that model uh, is is interesting in itself. And thinking about global marketing, there's, there's different uh, frameworks that different people um, and uh, organizations use, Hub Spoke uh, versus Distilled, that a lot of it comes down to conversations and being able to look at similarities and differences across market. Uh, we work hard internally within the organi- our agency to have centers of excellence where 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 it's not just within a department, but it's cross skills teams that are looking at sharing and talking about what's the intelligence we've got, what are we seeing in the market? So we've got a mix of that data-driven insight and intelligence-driven insight working together and talking about it and coming together as a whole. And we're asking ourselves, what are the answers to questions before our clients ask us about them so we can lead and be strong and and we're, we're looking to be dynamic so it, it's not easy and you have to create space and time to make that happen but it's also understanding the differences between different market markets for example japan and the nuances of marketing in japan versus singapore or australia versus uk france and germany uh, versus uh, North America, where I'm based, and Canada versus uh, Central and Southern America. There's a lot of cultural differences that are, are there. So that's where the shared understanding and a common language becomes even more important to understand around our customers and our businesses and the competitive set. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, and now some of our listeners may be listening to this saying, you know, this all sounds really great and I'm ready to get started on my democratizing intelligence journey. What advice would you give to them? What are some of the first steps they should take and what questions should they be asking themselves? So one of the first steps I think is, is looking at, uh, where do you need to be as a business in the next 12 months we've all got goals we've got uh kpis cfo executive leadership is looking to marketing to deliver something and what that something is 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 different within each department and then saying well is there a is there a smarter way is there a better way that we could be working here so it's not throwing away the playbook or ripping ripping up what we've done before but it's asking the why are we doing that? What else could we be doing? And some of the core areas, we also talk about building resilient businesses. And that resilience, especially when economic headwinds are there, changes how an organization works. So when we come out of these headwinds, the organization's stronger. So what data do we have? How well do we understand the customer? Is it an inside out view of the customer or an outside in? Are we putting everything we could possibly put down in the hope in our marketing communications that our customers might want? Or are we being effective communicators and saying, you know, when somebody is has got a problem, 
to solve is not so much about how great we are we are as a brand it's about how are we helping you solve that problem that why you should be buying us comes further down in the conversation so looking at your marketing and the marketing communication as well as the data that's supporting it i think is is a first step and then saying okay now we have a, an understanding what could we do better how are our tools methods and frameworks customer journeys our dashboards are they fitting uh, are they doing the right job for our organization or do they need to change are they stuck in a moment in time or are they living and breathing and if they're living and breathing and changing based on what's happening in the market that's tremendous if they're not and they're static the story will will dry up there's no fresh knowledge uh, that's bring, coming in to help make the story fresh and exciting and a reason why people should be buying you. Hmm. Amazing. And just to wrap up our conversation, if you had to define democratizing intelligence success in one word, what would that word be? Uh, I think the, the word is, is empowerment. Hmm. Uh, empowering people to make the right decisions in the right moments that drive an opportunity, gain a competitive advantage uh, is key. I think years ago there was a hotel group and uh, they empowered their front desk folks in hotels to make a decision up to maybe it was £5,000, $5,000 to help solve a customer's problem. They were empowered to make a decision uh, that was best for their customer, thus best for their organization. So it's those little moments that are key. And uh, instead of a command and control type hierarchy approach, thinking about more of a lateral approach across an organization, freeing the right intelligence to the right people so they can make the right decisions in the right moment but doing it in a in a joined up way there's a cause and effect of action so people have to understand that cause and effect and, the, and also the benefit to the customer because at the end of the day that value will come back to the brand uh, as we over time hmm. well i think that is the perfect positive place to leave it so jacob thank you for joining me today and thank you to our listeners for tuning in make sure you tune back into the b2b marketing podcast every week to find out more marketing tips and tricks and help you become the best marketer possible so thank you and goodbye